Welcome to Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op podcast featuring stories and information about the largest food co-op in Arkansas. Based in Fayetteville and serving all of Northwest Arkansas, the co-op has been around for 50 plus years, providing community and encouraging a love of food that is good for us and our planet. Learn our history and standards of quality. Meet our co-op members, employees, and vendors and understand why being locally focused is vital to our food, products, and economy. The co-op has leveraged cooperative economics here in Northwest Arkansas to bring the freshest and the best food to our whole community. Listen to Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op podcast today to learn why. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Co-op Podcast. I am your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to share with you another episode. We've had a chance to bring so many amazing people that have been affiliated with this company that at the time of recording this has been around for 51 years. A co-op like no other, the only food co-op in the state of Arkansas. And today we have assembled a guest. His name is Mark Laney. And Mark is, uh, the easiest way for me to describe it is that he was an originally a customer. And I say a customer because he wasn't a member at the time. Then he became an employee. Then he became a customer slash now he's a member of the co-op. And, and we're excited to bring him on to kind of share his experience here at this place that we call home, this, this location at the corner of Lafayette and North College that is it means so many different things to so many different people. And so without further ado, we want to welcome Mark Laney to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm really good, Randy. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So absolutely. Much yeah, no, well, it's I'm glad that you're here. And I would love for you just to kind of just give a quick brief introduction as to who you are. And then we'll we'll, we'll talk about your experience as a whole here at the co-op. Sure. Yeah, I'm Mark Laney. I've been a resident of Fabio off and on for about 22 years. And uh, I've been a graphic designer for about eight now. And, you know, I've been a shopper at the co-op pretty much since I moved here to go to the university and, you know, found it was one of the only places to get nice organic food. And once I had, honestly, once I had the first apple, I was sold. It was like, this is not the same. This is a different apple. But yeah. And so I started with the co-op kind of working. I at the time was working at Walmart corporate doing kind of supply chain logistics and sourcing things for in the produce area. Okay. So at the time I was also training to at night to, to do design because I, I'm an artist. I want to do something more creative. So while I'm kind of training up as a replenishment manager at, you know, this corporate Walmart, I'm doing this kind of side thing and saw a, a posting for a open graphic designer position at the co-op. So Lisa, over here. Lisa was my connect at the time, known her for several years, contacted her. She said, great, you know, apply for the job, you know, this and that and the other. Quite a bit of change. You know, I talked to uh, actually quite a few coworkers and things because it would have been, it would have been a step down in terms of pay and seniority and all that stuff and realized, yeah, just doing what I love was key. With that, the culture of where I worked before wasn't exactly sort of my day-to-day lifestyle. So coming to the co-op, it matched my culture a lot closer. It's Fayetteville, it's local, et cetera, and really matched kind of a lot of my values. So, you know, 
lo and behold, a couple months later, started working at the co-op. And yeah, I mean, just some of my most enjoyable experiences as a graphic designer is my first gig and really just kind of learning everything kind of by the seat of my pants. And, you know, the interesting thing too there was taking that knowledge from Walmart and, and how does fit in, um, not only with regard to like boots on the ground, the, the actual thing I did. So talking with Pauline produce manager at the time and various other people saying, hey, what's going on with waste? Where are we at on waste? You know, asking these questions that the designer doesn't ask, et cetera. Yeah. But, you know, at the co-op, you do have a, a greater sense of, you know, everybody's in it together and that kind of thing. So it was nice to know that, you know, my voice could be heard and that sort of thing. But obviously, you know, more focused on design from that point forward. But yeah, that's been, and I'll take you there. And I don't know where we want to go from there. If we want to, you know, keep going to now or I could talk. No, well, no, that that is, I mean, that's good. And I'm glad you kind of gave me the foundation and framework for what got you to the Mm co-op. Had you had prior, like, like, so I want to back up to sure. when you went to school and you started going to the co-op because of their amazing apples and produce mm-hmm. and all of the cool things that the co-op has to offer. What was your familiarity of the co-op model before, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you were in college, were you aware of it? I was confused. <laughs> I was confused. And those sort of learnings are interesting because, you know, I remember taking some of those back when I was working in the marketing department, but confused. Initially, wasn't sure if I could shop there. I had to be told I was or I could. And then for a while, I, I felt like it was like an unspoken rule that you had to be a hippie. Uh, Fayetteville, old, Fayetteville, old, old as in, you know, you, you're acclimated with Fayetteville kind of hippie history, you know, the 70s uh, yeah. and all that stuff. So, but no, as it turns out, you don't, you don't, you just any old person, you know, can walk in there or young, I should say. And yeah, I mean, let me think here. So yeah, lots of different things going on there in terms of that model. And it brings a lot of interesting sort of ideas and environment to the whole place. So sure. yeah, quite a bit different than your Harps, your Walmart experience, you know, as you walk in as a 20 something year old, you know. Right. And I think the cool thing is that you actually had experience working at Walmart. So you had some understanding of the inner workings of a mm-hmm. much larger company. I mean, it's a Fortune One company. It's, it's hard to ignore Walmart. They kind of loom large in Northwest Arkansas. But the thing that's kind of cool about the co-op is that the co-op itself looms large in mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas as being the first co-op here, 51 plus years. And you mentioned the back to land folks and, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. people that really gravitated to the co-op from its origination to now. I mean, those folks still come on a regular basis. There's a lot of loyalty there as far as that's concerned. And, you know, so I, I think your arc within the co-op, like I said, customer, employee, customer slash now member is unique because you've kind of seen a lot of different things. What was your understanding of the co-op model once you got employed by the co-op and as a graphic designer? Understanding the model, I'm trying to think if I knew of something similar. You know, I guess maybe I was sort of familiar with that model somewhat, but, you know, really just providing just as a opportunity for folks to kind of pool resources to come together in shared kind of ideas around food, nutrition, lifestyle, et cetera. And, you know, how far that extends from that core depends on who you talk to. Yeah. And no pun intended. It is an organic kind of thing. You know, you think, you know, because you one can come approach the model as, okay, well, I'm going to make some, save some money, you know, because I like to come here and get my bulk items and, you know, I can get X, Y, and Z cheaper because I know it's, you know, whatever. And then others who it's a whole kind of model and lifestyle model. Yeah. You know, so they're interested in 
conservation and sustainability, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a fun, interesting cross-section. And what I initially felt like was more transactional in terms of, okay, X amount a year, you're a, at the time, an owner, and then, you know, then you're in for life, yada, yada, yada. What I thought was more sort of transactional at that point feels more like, you know, social and cultural ideas are more the currency there now. So it's more of, do I want to be involved? Do I want to contribute or donate this money to this cause? Like, yeah, as part of my life. Well, yeah, because I, I want to be a part of that. I want that to be a thing. So I'm going to contribute, you know. Right. And like, as, as I always like to say, I think membership has its privileges, too. And there is a sense or a source of pride that I feel when I come to the co-op and they say, are you a member? And I say, yes, I am. And mm-hmm. here's my member number. I always I used to struggle with remembering it. Now, I, you know, it just rolls off the tip of my tongue. But and it's cool to meet people that whose member numbers are in the single digits. Right. It's like, wow. OK, so you're like an, <laughs> you're like an OG when it comes to the co-op and your experience here. But I think it's important for people to understand that. And it's one of the I think it's it, with any organization, with any business is it's how do you create belonging? And one way to do that, which I think the co-op model is perfect for, is that whole idea of membership and that idea of a bunch of people collectively coming together around one major cause, right? Which is in in the case of the co-op is the food co-op of Ozark Natural Foods is to provide the healthiest food possible and to shorten the distance between where that food comes from and how we actually get it within the store itself. Which is huge. I mean, it's yeah. a big deal. It's everything. And it should be, you know, ideally, I don't know, you you want to see that everywhere. You want to see that with everything. And right. it, it is the core of local as well. And and it cuts through a lot of things that people don't recognize about the kind of Walmart model versus this. So I'm happy that people have access to Walmart produce if they live, for example, in a food desert. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yep. People need nutrition, et cetera. I prefer shopping at Ozark Natural Foods because I know that it doesn't involve extraneous usage of gas, extraneous labor that's in the kind of in that build that maybe isn't getting compensated in the way that, that I would like to see or I would like to get compensated, you know? Yeah. So it, it, being more local, being smaller enables that to be a bit more sustainable in, in, in a lot of different ways. And know? nimble. I mean, as a right, business, right. right. I mean, it can totally be nimble. I mean, it's one of the things, reasons why the co-op prides itself on recycling and on using as much of the materials and resources that we use and making sure that they are not going to waste, which is a big thing. And so our we're trying to reduce our footprint as it pertains to waste. And every year the co-op gets better and better at doing that. And I know other organizations do that, but you know, you hear about carbon offsetting and things of that nature, but that's something that the co-op takes to heart. And it's one thing to work with local farmers and have them provide their produce and all of their goods within the co-op. It's a whole nother thing to be able to do that and then couple that with the ability to just create a sustainable environment as a whole where, you know, they're making things better for all of us collectively here in Northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's I know that's kind of, you know, people think about that. It's like, well, you know, everybody has those gut goals and ideas about around their organizations or their businesses. But I would say not that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And I think with with an organization like the co-op, because it is smaller, as you said earlier, and and it can be a bit more nimble, my word, I think that it's there. It presents plenty of opportunities 
to really meet the needs of of local individuals right where they are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's exciting. So just the fact that the co-op is able to be nimble because of the fact that they're smaller and they can focus on all of these matters that matter to okay, yeah. to the co-op in the sense that not just the food, but it's also the environmental footprint that the co-op offers up. It's also just the fact that it is a neighborhood store, mm -hmm. right? It's something that, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, whether you're in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, it's worth the trip down to come visit, right? And I I try, and that's the beauty of having a tap room. And for those of you that don't know, we have a tap room where you can come in and grab a beer in the afternoon, maybe grab a kombucha. You can certainly get a great cup of coffee. They pour onyx. And, you know, if, if you're not pouring onyx, you're really not pouring coffee. But <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But the bottom line is that you have options and you can just come down there just to hang out. You can get a meal. They have a salad bar. They've got amazing soups breakfast burritos, grab and go, you name it, all the prepared foods, as well as the options in the tap room. It's more of a holistic environment that offers not just the ability to come in and shop, but you can also just come in and connect with other people that mm -hmm. are part of the community. So I tell people all the time, hey, come on down and see what it's all about. Maybe you're not going to make it your mainstay grocery store place to shop, but it's a place where you can come and, and really connect with different people in different ways. And that's a really good point, like that third place to connect with folks that you have certain things in common, but maybe you wouldn't kind of see them otherwise. Yeah. And I, I for me, the impact of knowing that the to the core of it, it's the focus is, you know, feeding people nutritious food, feeding people, you know, what's good for them. The focal point isn't the bottom line, you know, and that is the bottom line as people. So I think when you have that, it's it's much different to know, OK, well, What's going on with this food? Is it healthy? Is it, you know, aside from the fact that, yeah, you know, at the co-op that there's no artificial flavoring, no preservatives, et cetera, right. et cetera. It's knowing because of that co-op model, that's different. That's weird, right? To people who may not understand, that is why they can trust that, yeah, this is like getting to them in the best way possible, that all these decisions are made that are sort of in alignment with their values and that kind of thing. Versus where you're like, oh, 70 cents for a... Pound of meat, great, perfect. So <laughs> exactly. I love that price. You yeah. know, it's like, what are you paying for that price? Right, you know? right. It is that meat. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It I says mean, meat on it, but we don't really know. And I mean, that that comes to an interesting point. Like, you know, I'm not one that is actively sort of pursuing, you know, what am I being told that's wrong about the world, the government, conspiracy, et cetera, right? But I understand as as a person who's who's been around for a while that sometimes things are not the way they should be. Yeah. And that we have to actively dig and try to work to make them that way, legislatively uh, as well as otherwise. So you look at certain things about how, you know, certain foods with artificial colorings and things that are proliferating in candy and regular food and whatever, you learn not to question it because you think it's sort of, it's fine. And then being kind of around the co-op and talking with folks, talking with all the knowledgeable folks in the various departments, you get a sense that, you know, maybe there's a different side of this story. Yeah. So no one's necessarily trying to poison me per se, but no. there might be some things that, you know, I might need to get ahead of. Yeah. And there's always cost cutting measures. There's always cutting corners. And that would be the thing that I would say when people ask me, well, why would I shop at the co-op? I can go to Whole Foods or, you know, some other place or natural grocers. But the bottom line is that if you can be for certain at the co-op that they don't cut corners and that you can identify where everything comes from and 
they do that. And sometimes it's almost to the co-op's detriment because Mm -hmm. the challenge is that, yeah, there's a lot of people that have a lot of different offerings, but you can rest assured that everything that comes out of this building and out of this organization is highly vetted. And there was 51 years at the time of recording this of time and effort that's been put into creating a brand that has a level of stick to that you don't always find in the grocery industry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so I think that's important to remember. And I hope that it's here 75 years from now and, you know, and that people will be looking back, listening to this a relic of a podcast saying, man, those people are probably long dead that were on that episode. <laughs> but that, you know, that they were right. I mean, the co-op is still here and it's still relevant. And even though I cook all my food in an evaporator like they, <laughs> you know, and like they did in Back to the Future, I can appreciate the fact that all of these carrots came from this local farm that's just right outside of Eureka Springs. So, And I see that just as the future. I mean, you look at kind of the way we have, you know, take for example in the States, like in terms of like industrialization and spreading out and then pulling in and kind of seeing different advantages of, well, let's go back, say the 50s industrialization, right? And and folks are moving around for suburbs away from the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then if it, you know, over time, it seems like people kind of get to a point to where it's like, well, no, I, I might want to be around people. Let's celebrate density and no cars. Let's do this differently. Like yeah. maybe we were okay. You know, I just look at it like that and I say, I see something like having been raised around the kind of Walmart model my whole life. It just doesn't make sense. You know, and really like what's cheap to me exactly. I mean, you said earlier, like what is in this food, what is in this meat or whatever. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's just like the more we know about nutrition, that sort of thing, the more we realize, okay, local is important. Getting food as fresh as it's possible is important. And sometimes some of the kind of adulterated methods in which you kind of make it work to sustain a week long trip across the country, for example. Right is not good for you. So no. it's just, it's just interesting. Like the more we learn about food and the kind of the science of that, the more we want to get back to this older model of local, you know, kind of grocery shop and that kind of thing. So, right. and people want to kind of want to extrapolate from the kind of paradigm of, of a Walmart corporation. It doesn't work like that. No. It's very hard. And, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've experienced since I've been coming to this co-op and just about eight years from the time that I physically moved here, you know, my experience has been everywhere I go, I look for a co-op to see what it's like and, and experience that and kind of compare, you know, what? how does this compare to, obviously, nobody's better than Ozark Natural Foods, uh-huh, the co-op, uh-huh. but there are other co-ops out there. We have to acknowledge them. And it's, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm kidding. No, no they, they all do a great job. And, and my expectation when I go into any one of those co-ops is that, okay, I can experience something very similar to what I have back home at this co-op. And I've been to several. I've been to some in Pittsburgh. I've been to some in California. I was at one in South, I was at two in South Dakota. And, you know, I feel at home when I'm at the co-op, when I'm at Ozark Natural Foods. And I kind of have that feeling when I go to some of these other co-ops because of, I know the length that people go to make sure they're putting out a really good product that the end user can be not only appreciate, but can be proud of. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, you don't always find that, right? You know, and I, and I get it. I mean, the Walmart model works because there's so many people in the world, but there are other sustainable models that make sense. And I think the co-op model is one of those that could actually proliferate even more than what we experience now. Is there space for a 
another co-op or maybe Ozark Natural Foods opens up another location somewhere else in, in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, I'm just, I mean, in general, I think the idea is that there are plenty of opportunities to provide what Ozark Natural Foods does to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. And it's just how, how do we make that happen, right? And I think some of it comes from people like yourself that have had the experience of the co-op as not just a customer, as a customer, as an employee, and then as a member, and you see the value, the long tail value of what the co-op represents. And so I think it's important for people to hear this and to hear from people like you, which is why we're doing this podcast in the first place, right? Because we want to tell these stories and just give people a better understanding as to the why behind why they should step foot in that store at the corner of Lafayette and North College. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's interesting you talk about potentially opening another store because there are lots of things that haven't been tried here that would sort of be a hybrid of what we've, you know, best practices we might have learned at a, at a large corporation. So I'd love to see that too. Yeah. You know, is it is it using the back of the store as part of a warehouse to, uh, you know, for kind of distribution? Is it creating spots in between that are little stands that could be, that you could service essentially as your, you know, as little mini shops and that sort of thing. I mean, there's yeah. a million different, and the fact that the co-op is nimble. Like you said, you know, you have this ability to kind of turn on a dime if you can get everyone together to make those decisions. But, and yeah, and like you said, I mean, it's, you go anywhere and you really are going to see that same kind of, have that same kind of experience because what is it? Well, as people focused on, you know, the best product, what does that mean? Well, it's, it's nutritious. It doesn't have this, it does have that. And yeah, it's wonderful to see. And it, it really, it kind of speaks to community because then you're saying, what are your values? But, you know, it's not, I don't know. I, I think it's less, you know, something like the co-op model, something like going to the co-op, you know, it's, I'm not, it's less difficult for me to have a kind of divisive argument about my beliefs when I'm talking about food versus many other things. And so to be able to come together under anything like that, that everyone kind of values and that sort of thing is wonderful, you know, bring people to different backgrounds and that sort of thing together. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, I certainly would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. And and as we kind of wind up here, somebody listening to this that maybe isn't a member, but has said, you know, I've been coming here for a couple of years and I don't know why I haven't joined and become a member of the co-op. What would you say to them as to the why behind, you know, becoming a part of of what I think is a movement? Mm-hmm. I think it's a mentality. It's mm-hmm. a way of life. Why would you tell somebody that's had some experience with the co-op but has never committed to becoming a member? Why would you tell them they should join the co-op and become a member? You know, as somebody, you know, sort of in marketing, I guess, you know, I would have to ask, what's their user profile? Like, let me know, let me know their needs and wants and what do they want? But I mean, for me, honestly, you know, it is, I mentioned this before, but it's not about, it's not like an like an economic or financial proposition. It's a social, cultural one, you know, and so it's about that. Supporting something I believe in. Yeah. Sustainability, you know, like healthy food, et cetera. Like stuff that seems pretty normal. Right. But I don't know, maybe it isn't to some folks, you know, and so we have to kind of double down on those beliefs. It's being able to invest in that and also invest in something that I think is good and something that I believe in, you know, and it's, it's not every day that you get an easy chance to invest in something that kind of pays back that kind of quickly. So you, you know, Along with, you know, being a part of that community, exchanging that knowledge, you have those deals, you have, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I, you know, and of course, you know, there's the other benefit of, well, I can save money and this and that and the other, but that's, you know, honestly, my proposition is, 
yeah, to be a part of something bigger. Yeah. And I love that. And you're absolutely right about that. I mean, it it is a social, it's a cultural thing. There, I mean, obviously 13 at the time of recording this, 13,500 people can't be wrong, right? About, about that. And I think that's kind of the number of members that the co-op has. So it's somewhere hovering around there. And and that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of people. I mean, when you, I mean, that's the size of a small town. So, I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of people that, that have bought into the mission of Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op and and the difference that it makes. And certainly hearing your story today is very helpful for us to recognize it. I think we're on the right path. And, you know, I'm just thankful to have you not only originally as a customer, as a former employee, and as somebody that has, you know, is bought into this whole concept of the of the food co-op and what it represents. I appreciate you just kind of taking time out of your schedule to share your story with us here on the co-op podcast. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mark. Any parting thoughts that you'd like to share before we close up? You know, I uh, I try the pizza. <laughs> That's my parting parting thought. Okay. Love the co-op. Try the pizza. Try the pizza. Great. There you Fantastic. go. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I would encourage anybody listening to this, if you haven't had anything from the salad bar, if you haven't tried their prepared foods, the sushi's essentially amazing. Oh, yeah, the sushi's great. Yeah, the yeah. sushi, you can't beat that. I mean, there's just so much, but I have to say that my go-to uh, since the tap room opened with the full coffee bar and everything is, that's where I get my lattes. And actually, they're cheaper than Starbucks. So, Oh, that's you know, good to know. Yeah, that is good to know. And, <laughs> and you know that it's good coffee, right? I know, yeah. I know, I know John Allen and, and, and those folks over at Onyx and they don't play any games. As a matter of fact, they did a lot of the initial training of the people that work in the oh, tap wow. room okay. when, when we initially opened the brand new location at the corner of Lafayette and North College. So, you know, there's a kinship there, right? They're like our cousins from Absolutely. the folks at Onyx. And, Absolutely. And, so, and that's why we pour their amazing coffee, because, again, it gets back to, you know, a lot of times we could spend less money at other places and get something similar. But I also I like going to Onyx and I like drinking Onyx coffee because I know how Mark treat I mean how John mm-hmm. treats the growers of the beans and that matters. Right. And these are people that he knows on a first name basis. In the same way at the co-op, we know a lot of the farmers on a first name uh-huh. basis. So we can, you know, we can reach out to them and chat with them and that matters, right? I mean, these are the people that are bringing your food to you that are pulling it out of the earth and then and then putting it out in front of you in, a, in an appetizing and appealing way. And so those kind of things matter. Mm-hmm. And, and as we get to a place where everything is being, you know, AI this and AI that and artificial intelligence and all the great things that are happening. I love technology and people are living longer, but we still have to eat. And I think we need to eat well. We need and part of us living well is making sure that the stuff that we're putting in our bodies is coming from a good place. Right, right. And Absolutely. That's one Absolutely. thing I can say about the co-op is that just about everything that's in there is coming from a good place. I'm using right. Air and and o- often local, you know, yeah. and you're supporting local, which, you know, the financial impact of that is huge as well. So, Oh, it is without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. A big sense of pride. My chest is pushed out as, as you say that, because that local does matter. Mm-hmm. And whether mm-hmm. you go to the local farmer's market or whether you decide to stop in there uh, at the co-op, you'll see how important local is. Just take a look at that produce section and that that will give you a sense of pride knowing that just about everything that's in there, it comes from within about a hundred mile radius yep. of the store. That's yep. huge. That yeah. is huge. So, well, listen, Mark, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate your perspective and certainly we'll make sure that 
people have an opportunity to listen to this in its entirety. But you've definitely given us some things to think about. And, and certainly anybody that's listening to this that's on the fence about becoming a member of the co-op, what are you waiting for? You just need to sign up. And so I want to encourage you to check out the show notes for this episode. There will be a direct link where you can find out more information about membership to Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op, because like I said, membership does have its privileges and we look forward to welcoming you to the family. So thank you so much, Mark. Randy, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of of the co-op podcast from Ozark Natural Foods. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here with another new episode soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op podcast. Whether you are new to the area and looking for a healthy grocery store, or you've been here for ages but didn't know the whole story about Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op, this podcast is one of the best places to start. For more information about the co-op, please visit our website at onf.coop to learn more. That's onf.coop. At Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op, we mean it when we say keeping it local since 1971.